Well, it's July 7th, 2020, and here we are. No better off than when it seemed like years ago I made a commentary back in April about reopening. Unfortunately, the chickens have come home to roost. Reopening turned out to be a mistake. And there are still folks in certain states in leadership positions who are still committing unforced errors by continuing to stick to their reopening plans as if they can't even see what's right in front of them. We have, in this current era, a real problem, something that could have been at this time of the year been attenuated and we should not have been in the shape that we're in now if there had just been some consistent leadership starting at the top but working its way all the way down to in some cases municipal government. The economy goes nowhere unless disease is controlled. This is trying to force 10 pounds of you know what in a five pound bag. As somebody said recently on one of the cable stations within minutes ago, the virus does not have a Twitter account. It doesn't care. It goes where it wants, when it wants, how it wants. It's not interested in schools opening up. It's not interested in the small businesses opening up. It's not interested in the casinos opening up. It's not interested in restaurants opening up. It's not interested in whether people sit in two or three across on an airline. It's not interested in any of that stuff. Here's a clear example of how humans, when they get themselves in a certain situation, refuse to let it go. What do I mean by that? Clearly, even the doubters are starting to have their worries about what's going on now. As this thing permeates throughout our society and as the net gets wider and wider, ultimately, just about all of us, if they don't know someone personally, they know of someone or they've seen someone such as a celebrity, it's become quite real. And as it starts to touch all of our lives in a very personal way, we start to understand, uh, I think we've got a problem. Yeah. Yeah, we got a problem. We are, with or without leadership, got to come to grits, grips with our behavior. This is under personal control to a certain extent. No, it's not a medication. We've talked about that before. But we can wash our hands frequently. We can put sanitizer on our hands. We could try to avoid touching our face, which is really difficult. We can make sure that we're not putting ourselves in a situation where we can, even as asymptomatic carriers, 
spread this to other folks. Wearing a mask, covering our face, respecting other people in reference to keeping our secretions to ourselves. Now, the CDC and the World Health Organization are now saying that not only can this virus be spread by large droplets, such as somebody sneezing or coughing, but also it can be aerosolized. And what they mean by aerosolized is that these small microparticles can float in the air. They don't say how long because they probably don't know. But the fact that they can float on air currents indicates that we have even more evidence, at least heretofore, of significant transmission capability of this virus. Why would we do the minimum? What is the gain of doing less? Cover your face, wash your hands, keep your distance. The bravado is not going very far. And the reason for that is if you've lost a loved one, all that bravado, excuse my language, bullshit goes out the window. I suggest anyone, this is almost like the D.A.R.E. program where people, young people are shown, folks who have been victims of substance abuse. We need to start giving tours. I know that's totally impractical. It would be nice from a personal behavior standpoint, a public health standpoint, to give some tours, send some civilians through an ICU so they can see someone struggling for their life on a respirator, and the staff, many, many people surrounding these individuals trying to keep them alive. This is not TV. It's not Marcus Welby, and it's not any other kind of melodramatic ER story. This is real life. Yeah, it's nice to sit back, kick back at a bar, or kick back at the side of a pool, you knock down a few beers or whatever you're drinking and stuff, and talk about how these masks are overplayed and the disease is overplayed. Seriously? Three million freaking cases? That's an overplay? 130,000 dead? Where do you think this is coming from? Folks better get a freaking clue. This is real, and it's getting ready to get realer. The reason I talked about opening and reopening earlier is because now everybody's starting to hit the panic button. They've had these children in their houses since March, and it hasn't been pretty. And I don't envy the parents and the families trying to, as well as the children, trying to adapt through a very painful psychological situation. It's been like a war. But because we didn't do what we were supposed to do, and you know what? You don't need the president to tell you that. Use your fucking head. Pay attention. You don't need a president to tell you what you should already know if you have it on the cap. So, we decided we were going to expose ourselves, expose other people, 
not pay attention to the authorities as confusing as they have been, including Dr. Fauci, who unfortunately, in my opinion, did not take a strong enough stand. He should have just said what he had to say, quit falling on his sword, and we would have all been better served. But at least I will say now he's becoming out more forceful in reference to his evaluation of what's going on. But because we were sloppy in our own personal behaviors, this is why we're in a mess right now. And folks will say, um, well, yeah, but China's even worse. No, they aren't. We didn't flatten the curve, but guess who did flatten the curve? China. Guess who flattened the curve? Italy. Guess who flattened the curve? Korea. Guess who flattened the curve? Greece. Guess who flattened the curve? Most of the EU countries. Because they were paying attention and they followed the rules as hard as they were. And there, was, there were people there who were griping and stuff. But in retrospect, looking back, I think all these countries are fairly happy at this point. And yes, they're having some small spikes. But nowhere near what we're doing right now. Right now, we're like dead men walking in this country, literally, with no end in sight. Amazingly, the governor of Texas, who should know better, he's a disabled person himself, he should know the risks. He stood fast until he couldn't stand fast any longer. He had to throw in the towel and admit certain things, although he's still waffling on a complete shutdown. He'll wait till the whole system crumbles under the weight of inefficiency and incompetence before he'll say, I, I think we, we have a problem, a real problem here. I mean, all the medical folks are already complaining as they have been for weeks, but he wasn't listening. He wasn't listening. That idiot in Florida same thing. You had people coming down, folks that I know from here, going down to Florida. Oh, you can go in restaurants and <clears throat> you could book reservations in hotels. And it's so nice compared to this lockdown up here in New Jersey. Look at them now. They're completely underwater. And that's the numbers that we know about. The real numbers we'll never see, or at least we won't see anytime soon, because for two reasons. One, they don't want us to see the real numbers, and two, they're so damn incompetent in reference to the data, they're not even sure of the real damn numbers themselves. But they're in bad shape. So, the fall doesn't look good. I mean, here we are, not quite at the middle of the summer. We're looking at some bad numbers, going worse, going in the wrong direction, and unfortunately, predictably, the virus is going to swing right back to the East Coast. Why? Well, it's not because the virus looks at a roadmap and says, you know what, it's time to go East. Let's go back there again. We had so much fun over there before. That's not the reason. The reason is because people aren't following the rules. They're traveling all over the place. They're leaving areas of high intensity, going to areas of lower intensity, such as Massachusetts, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. Those numbers, I predict, will go up 
and up and up. So by September, while we're trying to figure out these weeks and into August, what's going to happen to the schools, we're really going to be perplexed when we have these horrific numbers on the East Coast and we're going to want to open the schools up. I hope that they're, that is the numbers are stable or better and improving. I really do. But that's not what I believe is going to happen, mostly because of human behavior, the fact that they won't follow the rules. Here's an example. Some of the patients say, you know what, Doc, when are you going to open up? Because I do telemedicine now. When are you going to open up? When are you going to start seeing patients? Some of them do. Some of the patients that uh, we do telemedicine for are very happy with the system right now because unless there's something horrific going on, and we've been able to diagnose some things that have been life-threatening through telemedicine. Thank God. When are you going to open up, Doc? When are you going to open up? And I give them a story. They get so tired of my stories. So is my wife. But anyway, I, I say them anyway. Just before we closed up, and this may have been one of the reasons why I decided to close, a patient insisted on being seen. It was something about uh, a refill and something else going on. The patient sounded relatively not urgent. I go back in the room and see the patient. And he tells me, oh, doc, by the way, I just happen to have a low-grade fever and a cough, and I'm coughing up stuff. I've got some muscle aches and a headache. This was when we were taking COVID-19 very seriously, and it was on the heels, or I should say on the verge, of New Jersey locking down completely. He fooled me initially. He fooled my staff initially. Basically, he lied. He got in the office, got back in the exam room, and then he told me he was, like, physically ill with a respiratory illness, which could have been based on the symptoms that we know about, which are so many, COVID-19. This is why I'm doing telemedicine now. You can't trust people. They don't act honorably. Less me... Of course, I'm old, whatever. But more my staff, more the people we go home to, our families and stuff. You only need one idiot like that to mess up a whole bunch of other folks. Because medical staff, they go home to their families too. Then they go home to relatives and elders and loved ones and stuff. These are the people who get critically ill. These are the people who end up in the ICU. These are the people who end up on respirators and stuff. This thing has been said a thousand times and either people aren't listening or they don't care. Either one's not good. You need to listen. You need to care. And as Governor Cuomo said about a month more or less ago, he was talking about a mask, it's a sign of respect Be responsible. Understand that if you have symptoms, you need to be tested, fraught as that is, but still you need to be tested. Don't expose yourself to other folks. 
be responsible to your family and keep things safe. You just can't go around shaking people's hands and, hey, how you doing? And all that kind of stuff. When you know you're ill. Because you think it's okay. That's not the way it works. This diatribe, my whining on this podcast, has to do with my frustration. I'm frustrated with the president who's completely incompetent and wicked. I'm frustrated with regional leadership. Although I will say, Governor Cuomo, the governor of um, Connecticut, uh, Governor Wolf and Murphy, I think they've done an excellent job considering where we were. And they're up against it, as are we all, in reference to certain things like trying to keep a economy, forget the stock market, that's a uh, very misleading. So many people out of work and all this stuff. They're trying to juggle all these things, keep us from going under financially, at the same time, keep people safe. It's a tough, it's a daunting task. I don't envy their job at all. But the way things are going, and because there's so much unevenness because of lack of federal governance and responsibility, there are 500 plans in reference to attacking or mitigating the damage of this virus. And that's why because of the unevenness of the approach, things are out of control. Single message, single strategy, unity in purposeness, and the curve is flattened. Defaulting to the states, and the states, with especially these incompetent governors, defaulting to municipalities is a formula for disaster. These governors, such as DeSantis in Florida, Abbott in Texas, and I'm trying to remember the name of the governor in Arizona, have abrogated, they have shirked their responsibility. They have shirked their responsibility to do the people's work. Turfing some life-threatening Armageddon-level situation off to the mayors is not only shirking their responsibility, it's political malpractice. And then all of a sudden when all hell breaks loose then you're running around with your hair on fire because you knew it was coming. Just like you know it's still there when you're going to demand that the schools open up. And I think Florida schools open up at the end of August or something like that. Whatever. I do not envy the educators, the administrative staff, ancillary staff, and other support staff, bus drivers, you name it, because they are up against it. Somebody's going to die. The question is, who's going to get the class action lawsuit? Because they're coming. And they should. Total lack of responsibility. Enough. So, if we could plan a thought, or several, besides the voting, which that's a no-brainer at this point, we got to vote because we need major changes at the top. 
we need to change the Senate. We need to change the presidential thing. We need to add more responsible seats in the House. That would be Democratic, for those of you who can't figure out it, what I'm saying. And move the hell on in reference to governance. But at the same time, all politics are local. We need to change local governance as soon as it's possible to get these idiots out of the governorships, representatives in the states, show them the door, and that's just a governance piece. We need to make sure, check somebody when they act irresponsibly. Demand that they wear a freaking mask. If enough people start saying that, folks will get the message and stuff. Enough with the bravado, because it's BS anyway. Like I said, in my career, I've seen many people pass away. That's part of medicine. I've delivered children, too, but I've seen many die. It's not pleasant. It's even worse when it shouldn't be happening because of social irresponsibility. Let's try to do the best for all of us. As far as I'm concerned, we can write off 2020. It's done. And that's okay. It's not the end of the world. But I'd rather write off 2020 and look for a happy 2021 and beyond if we get our minds right. Yes, this is painful. But without any struggle, there's no progress. Yes, without any struggle, there's no progress. Let's try to do that. This is DJD. It's July 7th, 2020. The beginning of the week after the so-called Independence Day. We now call it Frederick Douglass Day. See you on the other side.